As the functional approach to medicine continues to evolve, we are now witnessing the emergence of a powerful systems-orientated model capable of addressing the healthcare needs of the 21st century. In April 2016, Bioceuticals will be holding the fourth Bioceuticals Research Symposium to provide healthcare professionals with leading, cutting-edge research, highlighting the future of integrative and functional medicine. We've chosen the world's leading functional medicine experts to show you how they integrate the explosion of research with the latest in genetic science, nutrition and metabolic medicine. For more information, please visit the Bioceuticals website at bioceuticals.com.au. This is FX Medicine, and I'm Andrew Whitfield-Cook. And today we'll be talking about a unique program designed for practitioners to develop dietary protocols for their patients called Victus Health. So firstly, I'll introduce Michelle Ridgway. Michelle is a gifted cook, recipe developer, and food photographer. After leaving school, she studied hospitality management, including food and beverage operations and basic chef training, where she learned cooking techniques and developed a love for gastronomy. Pauline O'Sullivan co-founded Victus Health with Michelle Ridgway in 2010, and it was Pauline's experience implementing supervised elimination diets to identify and manage her daughter's multiple food intolerances that gave her the idea for the software solutions provided by the Victus Nutrition Platform and the passion to project manage its creation. Pauline holds a degree in psychology and worked for almost 10 years for the Department of Community Services in various roles. And today we'll be speaking to Pauline. Pauline, welcome to FX Medicine. Thanks, Andrew. It's lovely to be here. So first, tell us about your beginnings. What gave you the idea to develop this program? Because I understand it, it had to do with really quite severe food intolerances in your daughter. Is that correct? Yes. Um, my daughter, around the age she turned seven, developed a rash on her face almost overnight. And we tried various different, um, I guess, approaches to address it. And to tell a long story in a few sentences, um, after two years of, of seeing different practitioners, uh, we finally found an integrative doctor that was able to um, help us get her sorted. But in the process of those two years, um, I had undertaken with many numerous different elimination provocation diets. And every time I had to start a new program, I had to go back to the drawing board and find new recipes and right. uh, learn how to cook new combinations of foods. And then, and then we'd have to, you know, do a provocation, which would mean, you know, including new ingredients and seeing how it rolls. So I was continually changing up her diet, continually changing her menu and finding it really frustrating. Aside from the fact that every time I'd have to convince her that this time it might work and we had to apply ourselves and we had to just keep hoping that it was going to work and get her um, motivated and compliant. Um, then it was such a pain having to rejig it all the time, especially since I had two babies at the at the time. So oh, and then he was in the early years of school. So wow. I just um after I finally found this 
solution, it, it required going back to the drawing board. And yeah. I just thought, this is ridiculous. I'm glad that I finally feel like I've got a, you know, an answer, but I wish there was a you know, digital solution where I could just punch in the ingredients that she couldn't have. And then it would sift recipes and give me recipes that I could use. And then if it changed up, I could just change the filters. Hmm. So that was the the idea for it was really to save me time. Oh, I've got to I've got to applaud your dedication and in te- indeed your intestinal fortitude in in <laughs> in well well um, encouraging your daughter and while managing a family. I mean that's hard. So so I've got well, to ask how, how's your daughter now? Yeah, she's she's really great. Um, she's still gluten and dairy free, but um, she, the issue she had was um, salicylates because her methylation sulfation pathways were not working as they should because she had a strep infection in her gut. So um, now that we've you know sorted that, um, she's now got a, you know she can eat all the salicylates she wants, which makes her happy because yeah. she loves them. So. It's all good, and she is fourteen and a half, and she self manages because she wants her skin to look good, and mm. she still um, she still has a vulnerability, so she she knows that she has to. Well, I've got to say, know, manage her diet. Yeah, so. I've, I've got to say, you know, like having such an impact on her skin and, and on her face, managing that would have such a great effect on her self esteem, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes, um, just knowing what to do was mm. the trick for us. Um, she's always been really mature for her age, and was real. I'm glad it was her and not my boys, because I would have had a lot more trouble keeping them on a strict <laughs> diet. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, she. You would have. You need to see the photos of what she was like at her worst to fully appreciate why she would, you know, throw herself at anything. It was very severe. It looked like toxic acne all over her face. That you know, eight years of age. So. Wow. From instituting a, a low salicylate diet in your with your daughter, how yeah. long did it take then to develop the Victus Health and, and where did you meet um, Michelle? Well, um, firstly, I met Michelle when Manny was a newborn. Um, we oh. met because we were new mothers, um, had just both moved to the coast and we had a mutual friend who introduced us because right. we were both at home um, for the first time in our lives, um, not quite knowing what to do with ourselves with yeah. newborns. So, yeah. um, and we've, so we've been friends for 15 years, but um, well, almost 15 years, I suppose. And um, the idea came two years in. So Manny was um, nine years old when, mm. um, when the idea hit upon me. Yeah. And um, Na- Michelle was just a natural person to go to because um, she's a much better cook than I am. And I was getting really <laughs> bored with doing um, low salicylate recipes, but I needed to cook them still for my family. So we needed to broaden out the offering of the platform. And so Michelle is a great cook and she didn't mind doing all the experimental cooking for other people's needs. So plus she's got a degree in IT and accounting and and she's fun to work with. So. <laughs> well, yeah. I, w- I want to get That's into incredible. the Victus Health Program in a, in a second yeah. and, and look at how practitioners can use it. But you were cooking a low salicylate diet. Was it just for your daughter or did the whole family go onto the low salicylate diet? Well, initially the whole family went on. And I guess after we got her threshold um, 
down, mm. we were able to incorporate moderate salicylate. So as long as you didn't um, have something that was really high, um, we could all live on a moderate salicylate diet mostly. It was just, um, I think, quite torturous for her to stand by and watch the rest of us eat. She has always loved fruit. And so for her to have to watch us have all of the lovely summer fruits that she loved and and watch us was just cruel yeah. <laughs> to do to her as a seven-year-old. So we would, um, my husband and I would enjoy some some high salicylate foods out at night or whatever, but mostly the whole family did it. And um, it was a great thing to have done because we uncovered issues in my my two young boys uh-huh. early. We wouldn't have done that had we not all been on it. Right. So we've sort of saved them from, you know, issues, I think. Yeah. Score, by starting early with them. Score one for family involvement. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, how long did it take then to develop the Victus Health Program? Well, it's a work in progress. We're still advancing the software, but um, the initial software build took three months of intense work in 2010, and we launched the first version in August that year. So um, we've rebuilt it, though, yeah. um, since then to make it deliverable by practitioners. The first version was a direct-to-consumer website and now it's a whole software platform for practitioners to deliver and where did you get the evidence for you know the the other diet apart from the salicylate because there's uh, so many types of diets in there where did you uh, glean the evidence from well once we um built the initial product which was based on my knowledge from working with my daughter which was 10 allergens and salicylate amines and glutamates and we used the Royal Prince Alfred um, resource handbook to tag for salicylates and amines and glutamates. Mm-hmm. But um, then we would just attend as many conferences as we could go to. So we were lucky enough to see Sue Shepherd present in 2010 um, and we learned all that FODMAP before it was commonly known about. And so we've just um, made it our mission to go and find who are the leaders in the field of the diets that we're incorporating and then has just um, applied ourselves, connected with um, different experts, you know, collaborated with different um, scientists to uh-huh. check our facts. And then we've tagged everything in the software so that um, when we enter a recipe, um, it automatically tags and there's no data entry issues to worry about. So, so let's go into that nitty-gritty, if you like, of how, how the program works. Can you go through how it, how it works for practitioners? Sure. Well, as I said, we've pre-tagged all of the ingredients in the back end of the software. So mm-hmm. every single ingredient is categorised across all of the fields that it apply. So there's usually about a... Um, Well, we're continually adding diets, but currently there's about 100 different tags that an ingredient is tagged against. And that will tell us whether that ingredient is suitable on the um, specific carbohydrate diet or the body ecology diet or a gluten-free diet or a low-starch diet. So every single um, diet is tagged against the ingredient. And then if a practitioner wants to select a particular diet, so they have a client that's got a yeast infection, 
and they want to choose the body ecology diet, well, they go into the software, choose that diet, and then they can refine it further. So that person might have a FODMAP issue. Maybe they're, um, they've got fructans that they can't yep. handle. Yep. So they can select from the intolerance module high fructans and eliminate them. And then they can go into the elimination module and refine it further. So maybe um, they can't eat eggs or soy. or um, Soy is not on the body ecology diet, but you get what I mean. Mm. They can select for the patient the individual filters that apply to them. And then once they save that, then the data is sifted and that patient will only get recipes that include items that are safe for them and that are compliant with the particular diet rules. Then they can go in and select from all of the filtered recipes um, to create a menu plan for the patient so they can pop in to a, a weekly diary exactly what they're going to eat for the week if they want or the patient can do it for themselves. Now this is what's unique about your program because there are lists upon lists of what foods to eat and foods to avoid on the internet. Anybody can access those for yes. let's say a low salicylate diet but the thing that I love about the Victus Health program is that it shows you actual pictures of what you will be eating and how to make, how to build those. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. So um, who did it's that? Because I came from a place of need, yeah. of needing that myself, that I thought it was really important that you know, if patients are going to apply themselves to a strict diet, they need the tools straight up front. Otherwise, it's just too hard. Yeah. I mean, it, I did it anyway, but and there's plenty of mothers out there like me that do, but it, it adds a huge load, and it, and it's just to have this resource just takes away so much work and so much anxiety because then if it doesn't work, it's not a nightmare to have to go and start over with a different tweak because you can just go back to the practitioner and say, hey, those eggs um, upset me and I can't eat eggs and they can just adjust the filter with one tweak yeah. and then a whole range of different recipes will appear for the patient. It happens in the cloud instantaneously, mm. so it's no drama. So it's like having cookbook upon cookbook upon cookbook at, at the flick of a switch, if you like. You just, exactly. Yeah, you just adjust yep. it. I love it. Um, so let's go into the, the, um, the quandary, if you like. What if somebody goes, I don't like this and I don't like that and I'm allergic or, or intolerant to that and allergic to this. Can you get down to a no-food diet? Uh, what, <laughs> what, what does it default to? There's got to be some sort of responsible default here, yeah? Well, I guess that's up to the practitioner to determine what is the big ticket item. So um, they need to determine if somebody's got, for example, um, FODMAPs and salicylate issues, that's a really bad mix because yeah. it pretty much wipes out most foods and you're left with lettuce or something. So um, I guess the thing is that practitioners need to determine what is the most the highest need right now and address that and then they can come back in a in a little while and tweak it once they've got that sorted to an extent so it really is up to practitioners to have the knowledge of what they're doing and we find that practitioners that use our system are really knowledgeable people and that's why they value what we've got because yeah. it makes it easier for them to do that but um yeah, that's, I guess, the, the trick. But at least we have um, variations of filters. So we've got moderate and low. So they could choose 
a moderate salicylate diet, for example, and then take out an individual FODMAP if mm. they've recognized that, say, it's destructin. So yeah. Yeah. because there's um, three modules and there's all different manners of tagging, it's much easier to be creative with your filters according to the patient need than um, you know another system might you know, offer, really. That's mm. why we've created three modules. So there's three layers. You could choose from the diet if a diet, you know, makes it simple, or you could choose the whole food diet, which is the broadest diet, and then use the intolerance filters just to tweak it a little. Yeah. So yeah. it adds, you know, really flexible system. And I think it also lends itself to practitioners using, you know, other programs that they might be doing, like a detox, um, to, you know, they might they might have um a lot of filters in an initial stage with the view to healing the patient's gut to a point where they can handle more, just as you do yes. or did with your daughter. That's right. Yeah, so initially we just only did a month on the low salicylate diet because um, Nanny's levels were so high mm. and she needed to get um, the aggravation removed, I guess. Yeah. But then once she was there, then we we were able to do the moderate diet and then do the gut healing principles until you know she was recovered and then she could introduce them all back in again and eat relatively normally mm. so well, that's great yeah. news that's great news on two fronts one the use of, of victor's health but also the um the um the capacity of the the gut to rejuvenate itself and be able to tolerate a more normal broad spectrum diet because I think yes. some of some of these restrictive diets have a place, but I think sometimes people they over overlook the importance of rejuvenating the gut to a point where it should be able to handle a more broad spectrum diet. So well done to you guys. Yeah, well I think you know that's one of my personal passions. I think if it had been another condition, maybe maybe it would have been easier for me, and therefore I wouldn't have seen the need for this. But for me, um, so much that is out there about um, about low phenol and low salicylate diets is very um, it's very narrow and it's very much about remaining on them for life. Mm. And I, when I looked at what was involved, I just couldn't bear to think of that being a lifelong thing for many. And it seemed wrong. It just didn't add up as being a healthy way to go. And so that's why it was such a search because I I had got her symptoms under control early on, mm. but it was, you know, it was horrible for her. So I just kept searching for a practitioner that knew that how could, how we could get beyond it. And um, it was, I think, during the low salicylate diet that actually exacerbated a strep condition that wasn't probably as severe at the beginning. And mm. it took so long to get her, you know, get the right solution that it actually made it worse before it got better. Yeah. So I think, you know, to some extent that is what has driven me in the tough times is knowing that I want other people to have to go through what she went through, yeah. you know. So can I investigate that? Like when you were um, feeding Manny, your daughter, the correct quote-unquote diet, and yet her symptoms exacerbated, how did you continue? What What... What led you? What kept you on the narrow? Well, it kind of would come and go. So it was a really hard um, diet for her to be on without 
breaking it. So, mm. you know, as a seven, eight-year-old, mm. she would go to places and occasionally would eat food that she knew she shouldn't, and she would react really badly. But I think, um, you know, I, I guess I'll never really know for sure, but we got her symptoms under control early on. But as we were on the diet for longer and longer, she became more and more sensitized. And I think because the low salicylate diet is high in refined carbs and sugars and low in nutrients, right. then it just, um, if there was a strep thing underlying it initially, then it just was able to take hold of yeah. her. Yeah. You know, Whereas if we'd had more, if we knew what we were doing at the start and had a practitioner that could help us at the start in the way we needed to be helped, then maybe she would have got better. I, I believe she would have been healed a lot faster and she mm. would never have suffered the extreme strep um, condition that she ended up with on the diet. So, yeah. So I think, that, you know, that, that lends to the importance of practitioners leading this and, and working with the patient to modulate things as as the patient yes. ebbs and flows Absolutely. through their symptoms. Yeah, yeah. that's what we realised after we had that direct consumer site, but um, it was it was not really addressing the need because it really has to be practitioner delivered. The wrong diet can totally mess somebody up and, um, you know, the underlying cause has to be addressed. Yes, always. So um, that's why we changed our business model and relaunched it for practitioner delivery. So We were acting more as a referral service in the end. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so what if a practitioner is presented with a patient with serious disease, like, say, kidney failure? Uh, well, I guess, you know, again, it, that comes back to the practitioner. Um, we have all the filters there and they would need to understand what they're doing, I suppose. Mm. I, not being a practitioner, I can't really... Um, Advise. ...provide insight into what they would choose. Yeah. But um, what I can say is that our current user base uh, are dictating the terms of the filters that we add. So we're really driven to make the, the platform uh, as useful as it possibly can be for as many conditions as we can cater for. And so we have practitioners continually saying, could you add this filter? Could you add this diet? I want to address this this issue, but I need these things tagged. And so we're updating our platform all of the time with um, ideas and suggestions about how it can be enhanced. Yeah. But they're they're all diets that are known out there. They're not sort of made up on a whim. Correct? No, no, no. We've gone to great lengths to study them. So, I mean, we are not practitioners, but we have to understand the diets really well in order to be able to create the, the tags. So um, we buy all of the books and, and go to all of the um, practitioner training sessions that we can. We study, you know, through the internet. We join groups and... Learn, we're learning directly from practitioners and the experts. So yeah, yeah. we, um, yeah, last night I was up studying um, methane in SIBO, so I could <laughs> oh my good <laughs> figure what? out the tags for the SIBO diet right now. And what a lovely subject to be studying from. at eleven o'clock at night. 
<laughs> I know. I'm crazy. <laughs> so what if a, present, if a patient presents with symptoms, a collection of symptoms like, you know, grumbling tummy, borborygmus, um, smelly wind and um, tiredness, but no official quote-unquote diagnosis? What do you advise? Like what happens? Uh, well, again, I feel like that it's out of my um, scope because I'm not a practitioner. But um, the thing that we have is the ability to change up filters really quickly. So a practitioner might decide to go with a simple diet to begin with um, while they get tests done. And then as they get more of a sense of what the diagnosis is, it's not that hard to then alter the filters. They can do it in minutes. So they might just put the patient on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet, for example, and then they discover um, after doing a stool test that strep is the problem and so they want to remove grains. So they can easily add those filters and um, change it up. Pauline, how do practitioners find you and, and what resources have you got to offer them that, that might uh, encourage them to use uh, Victor's Health? Well, Andrew, I think the best thing for a practitioner to do if they're interested is to go to our website, which is www.victushealth.com and um, sign up for a 24-hour free trial. That way they can um, enter some dummy patients, you know, try different filters, think about patients that they've currently got that have got tricky issues and apply the filters mm. and see what recipes they come up with yep. and then see if you know it's going to help them save time and money by you know taking away that role. They can get, get their patients the tools that they need and save themselves a lot of time and hassle. Mm, absolutely. So um, we've currently got a new package, which is a gold starter package, which is a really low-cost solution that allows people to trial us for six months at a, at a one lump sum. And um, most people that are uh, looking at us right now are buying that package unless they're part of a big clinic and they want a multiple practitioner license. But mm. it's a single license that allows 50 patients to be added to the platform for six months. And then after that time, you can decide if you wanted to upgrade to a, a different um, package but yeah that's that's the best solution we can offer right now and I'm sure they will because like as I said before the, the thing that I've noticed that this is just so unique at is that it shows you the actual food that your patients will be eating so it's it's not just a there it is solution, but it's also an encouragement solution for the patients to say yes I want to try that because I know where it's going to lead. And I think this is yes. so important with treatment. Well, the practitioners using our platform tell us that all the time. They say, you know, it's so good for patients that have come to them with overwhelm who may have been to other practitioners and not found solutions and are at the end of their tether and don't want to have to start all over again and wonder if they can cook the foods because they don't want, you know, it's not always about being master chef. It's about finding foods that you can eat that are edible, that are easy to prepare, and all of our recipes are. So um, this removes the overwhelm for the, those kind of patients, and um, often they just have to go in and sh show them, yeah. look, here's your recipes. And I've heard um, practitioners tell me that patients have cried 
because they've been so happy to have access to this. So, wow. yeah, that's what keeps us rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing that it's making a difference. Well done, Pauline. I, I truly, I take my hat off to both you and Michelle for your diligence in providing this for practitioners, but also you, Pauline, in you know your care of your daughter, indeed your family, um, but also your perseverance with this. So I, I thank you both for this because it, it really is an important tool for practitioners to, to help their patients with. Thank you so much, Andrew. I, I think any mother would do the same thing in my position. So... But I appreciate <laughs> appreciate the compliment and Michelle and I certainly are grateful for all of the wonderful feedback we're getting. It's really nice to know that our vision's coming to fruition and people are really getting great benefit from it. This is FX Medicine and I'm Andrew Whitfield-Cook. This is Andrew from FX Medicine. We thank you so much for your support over the last two years. We'd really love to remain clinically relevant to your practice. So if you know of an expert in some area, please let us know. You can contact us on fxmedicine.com.au, Facebook or Twitter. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today on FX Medicine, please engage with us and let us know what further topics you'd like us to cover. You can get in contact with us through our website, fxmedicine.com.au or look for FX Medicine in your favourite social media platform. You can also rate and review us on iTunes and we'd really like to thank those who have already rated us. It's through your continued support that enables us to bring you current, complex and relevant topics to enhance your practice of natural medicine.